Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast with intuitive life coach, Dave Shep. Dave pulls from his corporate experience and a bit of new age woo-woo to help you find your own personal power and step up to lead others. Listen in for help merging your physical, emotional, and spiritual life to reach your full potential and live your passion. Let's get started. Here is your host, Dave Shep. Hi, leaders. Welcome to today's show. Hey, I wanted to do something a little bit different today. Um, I actually recorded another podcast uh, back in December uh, called Heal the Healers was the podcast. Um, and I did probably about 20 episodes of that before I kind of let it go because it just, it wasn't taking traction and it, it really wasn't in alignment with what I was really going for. Um, it's still active. Um, you can still listen to the episodes, but I just haven't recorded any new episodes. However, there are, are a few of the episodes that are good, um, that I really, uh, treasure. So I want to go ahead and add that episode for today so that you can hear it because I think the information, uh, and it is great because I have a guest author and my guest author is amazing and she's become a friend, um, someone that I respect highly uh, in the coaching industry uh, and as a leader, but also as someone who thinks forward um, and deals with leadership with from a spiritual level as well. So I hope you like this episode. Uh, enjoy. Uh, my guest is named Bernadette Rodeball. She is an author and a miracleologist. And I absolutely love that when I read that. I was like, miracleologist? Holy cow, that's cool. Uh, the book that she wrote is called Believe It to Receive It, Activate the Miracles Waiting for You. Bernadette, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, this is awesome. I'm so excited. When, when I found your book, um, I, you know, the, the cover, I, I'm really a, a book cover guy. I, I think I think that's kind of shallow in some ways because I'm like, <laughs> if I don't read the cover, I don't want to read it. <laughs> um, so, so covers really do attract me and your cover was very colorful and inviting. Um, and, and the title, uh, you know, was, was really good as well because believing in miracles is that sign of hope that so many of us don't have. Um, and one thing I, I loved about your book is it was like, it, it was it was a book. It was a workbook. It was an action plan, like all kind of rolled into one. And what impressed me most about it was your vulnerability. Mm. You you are so vulnerable in your book, and you you tell the truth. You tell it like it is. You don't sugarcoat anything. You talk about your successes, your opportunities, your failures, all, all, your drama, everything. And then in the book, you guide people to hey, if this is what you want. If you want a better life, if you want to start believing miracles, if you want to make miracles happen, just do these exercises. And the cool thing about the book too is you actually talk about how how to build a connection with other people, you know, to form like a, a book club or a miracle group. Um, and, and you go into detail and you give examples. And I just want to say, as a reader, as someone who bought your book, I want to say thank you for the, the gifts that you shared. Mm no thank thank you for telling me i'm still new to this world so okay. i need um confirmation because i'm walking completely on faith oh i love that 
completely on faith. You know, I, I was guided to quit my job to write this book seven years ago. And then it got erased when I was almost done with it. And it took me a year and a half to get back in the seat and start writing again, because I was so furious. I was, I was furious with myself. I was furious with the world. It was, you know, an accident of hitting a button when I was in a hurry that wasn't saving it and it erased it. And so, no, thank you. Thank you. I love, I love hearing all this shining light on my book and, and on everything I'm doing because I'm just doing what I say in the book one step mm-hmm. at a time. You know, this step brought me to you, which will lead me to other people or the book to other people. And that's what I do just every day, one day at a time. The, um, what, what made you put the exercises in there? Cause I, I thought that was bold in a lot of ways, but you, you write about something, but you're one of the first authors that, that I've met in, in this genre. Cause I, I read a lot of, a lot of healing books and a lot of, a lot of books like this, but it's, you're one of the first ones I've come across that you put such detail in with the exercises. What, what made you incorporate that in? Um, I've always done workshops. So um, this last seven years, I've been doing workshops. And even before then, um, I, I've been, uh, what, I, what I used to, what I originated in is teaching about angels. So angels is what got me to where I am. Angels are what guided me to um, have hope hope and miracles and guided me to my miracles 17 years ago. So I felt a need to teach people about angels because when you're going through something really bad, you feel lonely. Mm-hmm. It's lonely. And, and often the angels were my only friends, honestly, you know, they, they just, um, I could feel them even though I couldn't see them, I could feel them. And I knew that I wasn't alone. And so um, I found that, Learning is hard for me, and, and I don't know about other people, but I know school was often hard for me. And so I'm a great teacher because learning is so hard for me. I have to break things down and simplify it. And that's kind of my gift. The, the, the bittersweet sweet thing about school and learning so hard for me is I can make it easy for other people. And, and that's what I wanted. And you noticed I didn't call the book a workbook. Right. Yeah, no, that, that was all completely... <laughs> Uh, that, that was a, that was a surprise and, and it does it's not that it feels like a workbook like it's not a an empty book that is you, you fill in a lot of blanks it's not like that it literally is like just at the end of your chapters you do exercises and the, they're, they're short and they're concise and they're very clear and they often provide hope um, and then you combine that with your affirmations um, which, which is really cool the other part that you incorporated into them that I find fascinating because I, I really believe in this too is breathing. Um, mm. You incorporate taking deep breaths in a lot of your exercises. Um, what what led you to breath work and, and feeling that that breathing is important with manifesting and miracles? Um, I, I know that I'm a highly energetic person. You know, some people call it ADD, but I call it um, high metabolism. I, I naturally have a fast heartbeat. The, the, uh, the doctors are always surprised when they have to listen to my heart. You know, even when nothing's wrong, I have a very high heartbeat. And so I often feel like I'm out here, you know, just and I got to I got to pull that energy in. And, and that's why I do the plugging in or, or grounding. You know, some people call it grounding. And that breathing just helps me get back to my center. 
because uh, it's easy for me because the way I'm made up is um, highly energetic, just, just a lot of energy. And I just got to pull it in all the time. So breathing has just really helped me get back to center. That, that, that's awesome. And there, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people um, that do a lot of breathing. I think Wim Hof is one of the most popular um, who talks about breathing. And I do a lot of Wim Hof exercises um, and feeling that. And in the show notes of this episode, I'll put some links to Wim Hof as well, because I, I think breathing is so important when it comes to meditating, when it comes to manifesting, when it comes to bringing in power, because a lot of times when you, when you're, when you inhale, you're breathing in a lot of, a lot of the power that the universe is, is offering you a lot, a lot of that energy. Uh, and you can use that for manifesting rather than using your own energy so that you don't deplete yourself. And a lot of people don't understand that. And it impressed me a lot that um, with a lot of your exercises, you talk about, let's take three deep breaths and, you know, and, and breathe in the positivity and breathe out the anxiety and, and the depression and the negativity. Um, one thing about your book that uh, I'd like to talk about today, because I think as, as, a, as a coach and as a healer, uh, I feel that a lot of people, when they read your book, they are going to feel insecure and unworthy and ashamed and they're not going to want to do the exercises. And mm -hmm. I deal a lot, I deal a lot with that where people feel like I can't invest this time in myself. What, what would your message be to our listeners who read your book, who talk, you know, who just are reading it? So it's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to take the time to heal myself because I'm not worthy. What, what would you say to them? Oh, uh loving yourself is the first step to healing and loving yourself is, is um, bringing love in so you can give love out. And that's the miracle catalyst. And so um, you remember in one of the chapters I talk about uh, sending good thoughts to other people. It's good energy, good thoughts to other people. Well, it's so much more important to begin with good thoughts to yourself because, and you know, I talk about in the beginning of this book, I was often sick all the time. So sick people often have sick thinking, mm -hmm. you know, I don't feel good. Oh, I don't want to get out of bed today. That, that negative dread talking and uh, the universe is listening to you. And if you're like, I'm feeling better and better, I'm going to get out of bed today. Oh, it's going to be a great day. If you just keep calling in what you want, then, then it starts showing up in your life. So in the beginning, it does feel like faking it. And so I'm a big fan of fake it till you make it mm -hmm. because um, sometimes you got to fake like you love yourself and, and, and soon you will. So it's just right. one step at a time. Soon you will love yourself. And that's why I created those activities is you need something to physically do to get your mind off of your problem. Something that gets the energy moving in your house and in your life and in your relationships. And when we're holding on to what's wrong or what we don't like, there, there's no miracle in that. You, you've got to see past it and, and know that I'm going to do these actions of self-love, of affirmation, of love it or let it go, clear, clearing out my house to, to trust and walk in faith that that's going to bring me my miracle. 
And so I, I just, I, the activities are really to keep you busy. So you get out of your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's very powerful because um, I did, I work with a lot of people and, and, and I work with a lot of empaths and empaths, you know, growing up, there's no guidebook to be an empath. And if your parents are an empath too, it's rough because, <laughs> because you both are feeling each other's energy and then it, there's, it leads to a lot of conflict. Um, and, and so, so it's hard. So empaths, by the time that they reach into teenagers or adulthood, sometimes they're just, there's so much stuff because they don't know what their feelings are. Um, and it, it's hard. So as an empath, um, when I'm working with them, I, a lot of them have like a victim mentality where it's easier to be a victim because then people will love me. If people know how hard my life is, then they're going to treat me better and they're going to be nicer to me and they're not going to be mean to me. And in your book, you talk about, you know, you need to have a positive and hopeful attitude in order to bring these miracles in. And you have to tell people, I'm doing great today. I'm doing wonderful today. And a lot of people with a victim mentality, they don't, they don't want to do that because if, if I tell someone that I'm happy, if I tell someone that I'm successful, if I tell someone that I'm making a lot of money, then they're not going to be nice to me any longer. And, and I, have to, I have to deal with that mentality a lot. In your coaching and your helping others, have you come across that as well? I, I come across it a lot and, and uh, with family and friends. So you talked about the environment you grow up in. Right. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in an environment that wasn't healthy either as far as knowing sickness, feeling sickness, always somebody not feeling good. It's kind of contagious when, when yeah. you live, when you live in a house like that and you're an empath, you do pick up on other people not feeling good and you start to feel it and interpret it as your own. And so, um, as I got older and, and, and when I started the, this journey of healing, um, the last 17 years, I have little, little um ability to put up with anybody's shit <laughs> you know and, yeah <laughs> and, not, and not feeling good and and the poor me that poor me victim is doesn't bring miracles and, right. and you want to be around me um and you want help from me or guidance from me as working as a coach or, you know, my family that I surround myself, my friends that I surround myself with, um, you have to raise that vibration of being positive and, and at least fake it. You know, like when I'm working with clients, you know how it is. I'm just like, fake it. Imagine what it feels like to feel good. You know, to, to have, you know, cause lots of things make you not feel good being extra overweight having some sort of illness, some kind of mental illness. Oh, there's lots of things in the world that make you not feel good. So having to imagine that you feel good and pretend that you feel good, um, to me is just essential. Es essential to well-being and to receiving your miracle and to being healthy. And, and, and just deciding, I'm, I'm done with not feeling good. I'm done with being sick. I'm done with being a victim, you know, I'm a, I'm a victor. I, I am going to overcome this. And, and that's, that's, I just don't have any patience 
with people who who want to to stay there. Yeah, I, and I completely agree with you. And it's something that even I'm guilty of myself. For, for me, it was like I remember as a kid where I I just I felt alone so much as a kid. Um, I you know it, it was just one of the loneliest times of my life. And I remember being a teenager, and my parents were divorced, and and they were busy and preoccupied with life and work. You know, my mom being a single mom, she worked all the time. Um, and then it, it was just, it, it was horrible growing up because I felt so alone and I felt so unloved. And then I'd watch TV, uh, cause that was all they had back then. <laughs> it was free internet. Um, and it was like all these, you'd watch them uh, like these family lifetime movies or, or family movies. And it was like the, the little kid got sick and got all the attention. And it's like, well, well, I want to do that. You know, you know, I, I want to be sick. So people love me. Um, and, you know, and, and then unfortunately for me, when I was 18, I was diagnosed with a life-threatening disease. And it was like, so I got what I wished for. You know, I put that out there and I got it. But then the movies lied because nobody rallied around me. And it was like, you know, hey. <laughs> and I was like, well, what the hell? This isn't like the movie. I, you know, nobody, nobody showed me with love and gifts. It was just like, eh, go away. Um, and it was like, okay. So uh, it, it sucked. Um, and but luckily, um, I was able to turn a lot of that around. And after living as a vi victim in my 20s and realizing how pathetic that was, um, it was actually my husband who taught me that mm. I was a lot stronger than, than I gave myself credit for, that I had an inner strength that I had no idea that I had. And because of this, this being surrounded with this, the fake it till you make it, I, I, I agree with because for me, it's like visualization. You know, I teach people how to visualize, visualize the life that you want, visualize the life that, that you do. You actually put a contract in your book. And I thought that was amazing where you have a contract with yourself mm. and, 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 and you write down what, what you want. And, and then you, you actually sign it. And like, this is a contract with myself. And it's very good because you're teaching people to set boundaries um, and boundaries for an empath are critical. And the only way that you're going to set boundaries as an empath, in my experience, is you have to have self-love, self-esteem, um, you know, self-confidence that turns into self-respect, you know, and that's a lot of my coaching is I teach people, you can't have self-respect until you have self-love. When you start respecting yourself is when you are going to start setting boundaries. And as an empath, when you set boundaries, you've made it. It's like your top <laughs> tier at that point, <laughs> because like you said, I don't put up with people giving me sh people shit, you know, and we didn't do that 20 years ago, either one of us probably, you, you know, people, people come into our lives and, and we're confused whether it's our emotion or their emotion, you know, we're learning as we go. And then we want to fix people. You know, I think all empaths when they first get started, they're like, Oh, you know, my job is to, to help this person feel better. Cause that makes me valuable now, you know? And then we get to a certain point. It's like, no, people have to make, they have to heal themselves. They have to make themselves feel better. We're just a conduit. We will show you the way, but we're not going to heal you. And, and a, a lot of empaths don't, don't get that. You, um, the victim mentality that you talk about a lot in your book, but overcoming that to feel good. When you feel good, you manifest miracles. Um, I think one thing you wrote in there is good thoughts equal good vibes. Um, you talked earlier about sending people self-love. You, you, I, I actually do this. I've never done it with these words. The, the words that you wrote I, resonated with me to the point where I wrote them down and I put it on a sticky note on my, my dry erase board. Um, but it, it's, I bless you, I send you love, and I am now set free. And that 
is one of the most powerful things I think I've ever, ever thought of because I've done the, when, when people, people come to your life and they use you as an empath and they usually, especially a narcissist, you get a, a narcissist gets called an empath, you're destroyed <laughs> in so many ways through your life, this dry husk and you're like, what the hell just happened to me? So I, I would, as I'm trying to get over these relationships in my past, I'd be like, okay, so I bless you and I send you love. I bless you and I send you love. Just, you know, and then I just try and forget about it and, and walk away. But the one thing that you added was I am now set free. And I think that is such a powerful thing because you're telling someone, I don't, you know, I don't think it's right that we're together. I don't think it's right that we're in each other's lives because we're not good for each other. So I bless you. I send you love. And, I now, and I'm now set free. But you take it one step further and you actually use it with your loved ones when it comes to problems. So you're releasing the actual problem and saying, I am now set free of that problem. And it helps to build closer, more intimate relationships. That is one of the most profound things I think I've heard in a long time. And, and I wanna thank you. What, what led you to, to believing this or feeling this? Uh, you know, when I started 17 years ago, uh, I, no, you know, honestly, when, when I started working on myself, I was 14 years old. So at 14 years old, I wanted to commit suicide, you know, for various reasons, you know, that Mm -hmm. hormonal time of your life is rough. It, It was rough for me. So I started doing a lot of Louise Hay stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, the original affirmations person Mm -hmm. in her book, you can heal your life. That saved my life, you know, loving yourself and the activities that she gives. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a, a lot of that is things that I picked up along the way. And then I transformed it to work for me. And I just found, you know, worrying you know, like I, I talk a little bit about it in, in the book, you know, when I was, um, me and my husband were having problems um, 14 years ago, and we were talking about divorce, you know, sitting there worrying about your marriage and what that other person's not doing or is doing right or, or whatever, and yourself, what you need to change and do doesn't create miracles. You know, letting it go, letting it go and know that the highest outcome will come if you ask for it. And, you know, I'm asking for the highest outcome for this situation for both of us or this family, right? You know, there's mm-hmm. it's problems with sometimes not, there's a group of people. You're at work. You don't get along with the people you work with. I want the highest outcome for everybody, but you have to let it go. And so letting it go is just freeing to me. It just, it's, it says, here's, here's my problem. I send it to you. And I often envision, um, you know, because when you get that pit in your stomach and that I'm scared and I'm going to lose this person, I just imagine that whole breathing thing again. I just breathe in love and light and healing. And then I blow out my problem in a bubble and I send it to heaven and they, they can take care of it. You know, I, I don't know the best outcome and I don't know what to do and they can take care of it. So letting it go has just been freeing to me, you know, with other people and with health issues and and uh, you know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that affirmation again, I, and I, I'm going to put this in the notes because I, I love it so much. But it's I bless you, I send you love, and I am now set free. 
Uh, I, I just think that that's absolutely beautiful. Um, pick, pick up a copy of her book. You can buy it on her website. You can buy it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, and I will put it definitely, like I said, I'll put all the information in the show notes as well. Um, but this book will, it literally will change your life. And I, I think both what Bernadette and I would like you to know today is that you're worth it. You, you are so worth investing in yourself and investing in your happiness. And you, you have a way of putting yourself down when you look in the mirror sometimes as an empath and as a healer, especially our society tells healers that, you know, it's not the norm. So you're weird or, you know, we have a special little section in the bookstore, you know, all, all these little things when in actuality, we are the healers of the world in all that we do and all of our different modalities, whether it's through touch, through Reiki, through energy, through words, whatever. And you are powerful and you have a way of helping others that no one else has because you're so unique and you're an individual and you're incredible. So please don't let other people tear you down. Get this book, work this book, read this book because she breaks it down in such a way that it's going to make you feel good about yourself and it's going to help you change yourself and your environment. So I highly, highly recommend it. What, one thing you wrote that I thought was neat was um, using affirmations as passwords. <laughs> we, we use passwords in so, much, so many things. And my passwords, sometimes they're dickish. And sometimes, and sometimes they're just blasé or whatever. But when I read that, it's like, oh, that's freaking cool to put an affirmation in my password that I log into 100 times a day in all my different accounts if I were to use different affirmations. That, but I thought that was brilliant. Um, do you, how long have you done that? Um, so I just, I, I haven't started using computers until I decided it was time to write this book. So literally I didn't like computers, wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm a people person. I'm a, right. I can read you, you know, uh -huh. it's, it's, that's just so easy and personable. And, 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 and that's what I like. And so when I had to get into computers, you know, I had all these reasons why I couldn't write my book, you know, cause I, I type like this. I, <laughs> and so you know, starting with the passwords back then seven years ago really helps, you know, that I'm a number one author, you know, that, you know, that something short and simple right. has come for me now, you know, and I, I've been doing that for a long time. And so I try to change my passwords at the, at like the beginning of every year. So I do my whole goals. Um, like I'll start this week for 2021 and start changing my affirmations and change my pictures on my computer, you know, totally get in the frame of mind. And the wallpaper on my book was my cover of my book before it was a book. So I have wow. that picture every time I look at it. And I'm just so into using everything unconsciously and consciously that we can around, around you to get where you want, that it's just become a part of me. So I, I've, I've been thinking, what am I going to use for my wallpaper now? Because I've been, I was using my book to make my book come here, you know, because it felt like it took forever, seven years. And right. I took almost two years off and then two years, two and a half, you know, um, writing it and, and editing it. And so what's my next stage? So for, for me, I'm at that stage right now where it's, what are my new goals I want to create for my new year? 
that, that that's awesome. I, I love that. Um, and that is a big thing for even me this year. Like tonight's the tonight is December 29th. So not tonight's like the last full moon of the year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and then we've got the new year coming out and setting your intentions for 2021. Um, you know, a lot of people have had a lot of difficulties in 2020 with the pandemic and, and job loss and all this uncertainty in the world with, with different things. So everybody's looking forward to a new year, new you kind of thing and setting the affirmations, setting the intentions for what you want for 2021. Um, it is, is key, you know, and I love what you said, re- resetting your passwords, um, you, you know, resetting the pictures that you, you do, do um, doing your vision board, you keep your vision board in your closet. Um, you said so that when you're getting dressed, you actually see things. One thing that you wrote about your vision board that, that I wanted to kind of hit on today was you keep your vision board out of sight of prying eyes of, of people who don't feel or believe the way that you do. And then you even mentioned that, um, like even with your husband, like he, he doesn't believe that the angels are doing it. He just, you know, it's like you believe enough for both of you. How, how is an empath? Cause I, I deal with the same thing. My family is like, like they think I'm a charlatan in, in a lot of ways, <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, you can't heal people. You know, you, 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 you don't censor emotions, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and I've, I've dealt with that. And I, I came to terms with it that I don't need to please anyone. And I've set my boundaries um, and it's, it's, you know, just respect me for who I am. For me, it's like, these are how many people's lives I've touched. How do you deal with someone in your household that doesn't believe the same things that you do as an empath? How do you believe for both of you? Mm. Um, well, I think it's that self-love. I don't need validation outside myself anymore. I don't need you to believe what I believe for us to be happy together. I, I know that you have your path and I have my path. And just because we're choosing to have our life together, like with me and my husband, doesn't mean that, um, you know, we're, we're going in this, we're going in the same direction, but we're not uh, necessarily in the same uh, car. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that, that, that makes total sense. But, you know, and, and I think the good thing about him, if there's anybody out there that has opposites attract like me, the, mm-hmm. the opposite track, you know, you don't need them to understand and, and want to do everything that you do. As long as they can respect you and, and know that that's just you and you're on your own little path. And that's what my husband has always done for me. Um, you know, before I was even on this spiritual path, we've been together for 28 years or so. We met when he was 17 and I was 19 and he just, you know, that's Bernadette. That that's his reasoning. He's black and white. He's bottom line. He's very factual, very logical. That's just Bernadette. So he can let me go and and let me be over here in this odd box. You know, he just, that's her. And so that helps tremendously when you can just know that that person is on their own path and you're on your own path and you can still appreciate each other's path. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I love that. I, I have another friend uh, who is, is an empath and she's like, that's stronger than I am. She's so incredible. And my husband and her husband have a lot of traits um, in, in common, but one is they're a calming influence to us. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't read my husband, like I can read other people, like I can read other people like an open book. Yeah. But for some reason I can't read my husband. She can't read hers either because he's this, like you said, that analytical calming influencing. So her and I came up with the term of empath. 
So we, we decided that every empath needs an empath in their life. And the empath is someone that, that, you know, it's just they they let you be, they let you be who you are, but you're, you can't like you, they have their emotions, but you can't read them. And so you always know what your emotions are. You know, that when you're alone with your husband or when, when I'm alone with my husband, I know that these emotions I feel are mine. They're not his. Um, and I think that's so powerful. So as an empath, if you can find an empath in your family, your friend base, someone that when you're alone with them, you, you're not reading them and you're not feeling their emotions. And that allows you to be yourself and to recharge and mm. makes you more, makes you more powerful so that you can help to help others heal themselves. So, so it, it's very, it's very interesting. And her and I have been doing a lot of, a lot of work and research letting you know, on what makes them empath. You know, what is the Myers-Briggs for that? What, what is the, you know, the, the different things, the different emotions? Because we, we want to kind of help empaths find that person. Because if you have that type of person in life, it helps you blossom. And it sounds like that, that's what you've done over the, all these years with your marriages. You've blossomed because he accepts you for who you are and doesn't try to change you. And it, it's cool for me, too, because every time that I'm like, oh, yeah, the archangels made this happen. And, you know, my husband's my husband like, well, no, actually, because I went to the store, I made this happen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and that's a common conversation in this household. You know, I, I give I give a Archangel uh, Michael a lot of props for all the stuff that happens here. And it's like, um, hello, I worked all this overtime so that we had money to buy this. I didn't see Archangel Michael doing the time card. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it really is. You know, and it's funny. And uh, I, I was like, oh, you're so jealous of Archangel Michael, you know, but it, it, it's true and, and it's fun. But because we have these people in our lives, they make us, they help us to flourish. So if you're listening today and you have relationships in your life where, you know, a lot of them are toxic, a lot, uh, sometimes, as I talked earlier, narcissists get called an empath or people who put you down. There are ways to find people in your life that are going to be beneficial to you. Um, in, in, uh, in Bernadette's book, she talks about what's a miracle team. And she actually has a step-by-step -step guide on how to find that miracle team of other people who believe like you do. Can you talk about that a little bit for us? Yes, I, I think you need support. When you're wanting to change your life and you're wanting to raise your vibration, you need to surround yourself with other like-minded people. And uh, you know that's why I gave guidance on how to find like-minded people um, and, and a, a little bit is, is, you know, the base of it is putting the intention out there. I want to find like-minded people, dear God and universe angels, please help me be guided to them and they're guided to me. And I just think raising that vibration, surrounding yourself with even, you know, one day a week on the phone or Zoom with at least, you know, one other person just helps keep that vibration up because you just need somebody else who believes in you and believes in your miracle. And, it, and, and I stress, it's not necessarily the people you live with. It's not necessarily your best friend. And you know, for me, it wasn't my husband. My husband is not um, my biggest support he, as far as 
oh, Bernadette, I know you can do it. I believe in you. That's what led me to find this book, what to create miracle teams is because he wasn't, you know? And so to me, that's actually a gift because he wasn't that person. I had to find it and, and go outside of that. We, we, uh, we uh, fulfill each other um, in other ways, you know, mm -hmm. but, but yes, I think that you need like-minded people when you're going to change your life, staying with people that are used to you being a victim will still see you as a victim or, or sick or unhappy or whatever it is. And you need to be with people who believe that there's more to you. And, and then you begin to blossom, you know, that does start to, you start to call it in and it does start to happen. And you might have friends or family members that kind of fall away. Um, sorry about that. You might have okay. friends, friends and family that fall away, but that's okay. You're, you're moving on to higher vibration and you'll attract better people that are more suited for you as you move on. And so I just think that's important. A lot of people are creating their goals for the new year. Um, don't worry about who's going to be with you. Just let that go and give that to God. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I actually made a post um, the other day that on Instagram. Um, and it says, as I become more me, I trust that the people who are meant to stay will stay. And those who are meant to go will vibrate out. Oh, beautiful. Um, and, and, and that was a, a beautiful um, uh, quote. And I'll actually put the quote, the person that wrote it in the show notes today as well. But that's a lot of what it is because I've lost some friends this year, some friendships and it, it's like nothing in a bad way. It's in, in, in like, there wasn't a fight that it, we just went, we just literally have grown apart and we, we distanced ourselves where we don't talk like we used to, or now it's just like on social media, we just do a like for each other's post. That's it. Whereas before we used to talk every day. And at first I was like, Oh crap, does this person not like me anymore? But then when I realized it was happening repeatedly, it, it was literally more of, no, I'm just, I'm growing more into, I, like you said earlier, I don't need other people to validate me any longer. And because I don't need that, then there's this vibrational shift to where what they were providing before when I needed whatever they were providing, I don't need anymore. So there's no ill will. We just vibrated out of each other's life. And that's a benefit. And it doesn't mean that we're not friends still. It just means that we're not in each other's face all the time. And sometimes when you're in each other's face like that, it can be the toxic relationships as well. When, when you realize that you become immune to toxic people, it's powerful. <laughs> I mean, you feel like a superhero because it's like people come at you and they're spewing all this toxic, toxic shit at you. And you're like, oh, okay, that, that's cute that you think that way, but it doesn't phase me anymore. So thanks for playing. Have a good day. And, and, and they're like, well, what <laughs> you know but 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 it, it's it's absolutely the truth um when people can't press my buttons i know that i've become self-aware self-reliant uh and i care about myself boundaries have been such a big thing for me to learn and, and i will admit it was not until going through some horrible traumatic crap over the last three years with um with people that just used me that, that, I, that I realized that, no, I'm, I'm worth so much more than this, you know? So I stopped letting people use me and I stopped letting them use my gifts. I stopped giving away my coaching because I felt I didn't feel my value. And when I learned all of this, when I realized that, you know what? I go into people's lives and I change it. People that I work with tell me, like I have reviews on my website of Dave, if it wasn't for you, 
I wouldn't be where I am today. So I had to start believing my reviews because mm-hmm. when I would read it, I was like, oh, that's so nice. But I didn't believe it. Yes. So that's a lot of what we deal with as empaths is people say how great we are and they give us this affirmation, but we don't, we just like, thank you so much. And it fuels us for a day or two. It's like, oh, that's amazing. But then we go back into that self-loathing, that's that self-hating, that self thing of we don't know what it is. You know, you described depression as being in the pit from Silence of the Lambs. I thought that was uh, amazing because people don't understand what depression is. You, you know, there's there's so much uh, of mental disease in, in the in the world right now, and some of it is, is toxins from, you know, medications or food or, or whatever because of poor diets, and, and we just don't know what it is. And becoming your own physician, becoming your own healer, dealing with and uh, informing yourself, learning. Uh, surrounding yourself by like-minded people is, is huge. Um, and I think that's one of the nicest things about your book is you tell people how to surround yourself. What, um, what's on the future for you? Are, are you going to do another book or you doing workshops or what is it you're doing right now? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to have a series of the believe it to receive it. So I'll go into relationships and a, another book just about health. Oh, wow. So I think I think when you have particular issues in your life, you need a longer book, you know, that's, and, and, but they're going to be short. They're going to be short, just right. like this. My goal is to make it simple and easy for you to not feel overwhelmed. Nothing to me. I, I love books like you, but nothing is worse than buying a book. And it's this thick. <laughs> I have like three like that, that I, I bought and they're super thick. I haven't opened them because just looking at it is like, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I don't want to overwhelm anybody because, you know, overwhelmed feeling is not healing and it's not miracle creating. So I'll <laughs> future books and um, I'm starting for the new year, the end of January. I'm creating a, a miracle club that like a mastermind group that they can join with me. And I'll have more information on that on my uh, website, the miracle-ologist.com, the miracleologist. Because I, I love starting the new year with us using the eight steps from the book and you creating the, the life that you want for 2021. No more letting all this other stuff affect you. So surround yourself with positive miracle team. And so that is a, a big thing for me is, is starting that um, Zoom. You know, I'll do it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think that's the, the gift of this last year with everything and, and kind of having to be locked into your house and, and whatnot is um, you can get your priorities straight. You get who is feeds you good energy versus who feeds you negative energy. And you keep those people that are good and you can give back forth good energy, not just one way empaths we're, we're used to just giving, 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 this is giving back and zoom. You know, now we're, we're all using Zoom and Zoom can be a, a healing um, a- avenue to, to help you create, to connect with other people like you and me today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I love this healers healing, right? Is that what you said? Healers healing. Yeah. Yep. Healers, I believe that that's their big picture of the purpose of their life. They came here to help others heal, but some, but it originally started because we got bogged down. <laughs> with not being healed right. <laughs> or overwhelmed. overwhelmed with picking up on everybody else's or the the universe you know when you're a, an empath you pick up on a lot of negativity going on in the world 
Mm-hmm. And so, um, so anyways, to me, that's the gift of, of Zoom. And, you know, I myself am learning to appreciate computers more and more because they allow me to do things like this, connect with people without leaving my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, I, my business in February of 2020 uh, was all face-to-face. Like I'm, I'm a Reiki teacher, Reiki healer. Uh, I'm a life coach. So I have two offices in town. I would meet people either at my healing studio for Reiki or at my other office for coaching. Um, and then fe- February, 2020 hit the, the pandemic, the quarantines, and I lost my business. And I was like, holy, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and it's like, what happened? Um, and then I didn't know what Zoom was. You know, I've heard of it, but I didn't use it. Um, so I, again, um, I adapted, I problem solved, I was creative, I had support. Uh, and and I started using Zoom and I started doing things. Um, and my Zoom, I do Reiki over Zoom now. Mm. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't know if I can do Reiki without touching. And I'll, no, the energy is there. I set the intention prior to every Zoom meeting that I have with someone. And I have had amazing results over Zoom with, with Reiki energy, with Reiki healing. Um, and and it's, it's crazy. And people are like, how is it that you can read my emotions through a computer screen? It's like, I, I don't know, but I can tell you that I did distance Reiki before the pandemic and now I'm doing it over Zoom and, and just seeing you and, and I can still see and feel your energy through the computer screen. So if you're a healer today, know that these are options for you. If you need help understanding and figure this out, just reach out. You can, you can message me, you can DM me. I'll help you get started. Um, one thing that I, I, I love working with healers to help them realize their value, to help them get started to, to help heal uh, and I'm very good at that. I can help you monetize any modality because that's what I do. Um, and it's it's my gift. So mm-hmm. so please reach out. If you just have a simple question, um, I, I'm lucky I'm one of those that I'm not big enough where I can still answer all of my own DMs. <laughs> uh, and, and I like that. I, I, I get a lot of questions throughout the day or throughout the week um, and people need help. And I, I do free consultations for that. And it's not that I'm undervaluing. It's like right now people, I know they're in, in a hard place. And if I can do something to help you, I want to. And that's my way of giving back. It's not my way of undervaluing myself. So, so I, that's what's fun. I love your message. I love everything that you've done. I love that you're going to have more books. I hope that I can have you back in the future when you have another book. Because it, it's especially one about relationships. I, I think that's so important. I've been with my husband for 31 years. And I think it was year 12, 17, 19, and 21 were, were horrible. <laughs> you know? and it's like, you come, come close to divorce, you know, and all these outside influences and jobs and all these things. And it's like, ugh. But I always tell people that, you know, marriage is hard. It sucks. Everybody's like, it's marriageableist. No, it's not. It's freaking work. It's day-to-day hard work. But it's just two people who never give up on each other. You know, we make mistakes, we do things, but we just don't give up on each other. And the love of how incredible it is. So I love relationship type books and, and bringing the miracles into your relationship. I, I'm excited, you know, that, that you're going to be releasing a series of these books because the way that you write, it's so authentic and it's so real. And it's like, it was not overwhelming at all. And it, it, it was a short read, but it was a good read. It, it made me feel good. Like every time I put it down to go do something, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get back, you know? And then I, I go back and I'm like, okay, I just set the intention and, and all that. But um, I've actually used some of the exercises. Uh, miracles are definitely happening, happening 
one thing I noticed about you is when you talk about 2020, you're not like a lot of people. You're, for you, 2020 has been a good year. And it's the same with me. I think 2020 has been like the best year of my life because I'm seeing things differently. And, and yes, all this horror happened you know, all over the world for, for different people. And, and, and I'm not trying to trivialize that at all. But what I'm saying is when thing, bad things happen, when these obstacles put in your way, it's your mindset. Don't lose hope. And when you have hope in God, when you have the angels, when you have, have no matter what's in front of you, you are going to thrive. So stop surviving and start thriving by using your miracle team, by, by figuring all this out, by surrounding yourself on people, on physical, with physical people who support you, but also with angels, also with God, with the universe, whatever your belief system. And you teach that. And I just, I have to say thank you for the gifts that you bring into this world. Because mm. it, it means a lot. I work with a lot of healers and you are so authentic and you are so real and and just the fact that you bless me with being on my podcast today i can't say thank you enough oh thank you thank you thank you gifts to each other i (laughs) i so appreciate um all this good love you're sending me because you know i i i start to wonder too am i helping anybody am i making a difference you know you you don't know that every day so thank you letting me know that because it is. It's walking in faith with a blindfold on. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I, 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 so, and sometimes you get slapped in the face and you're like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like, you know, I believe in you. Come on, Archangel Michael, do your thing. And it's like, where'd you go? <laughs> but then it's like, just you, you just continue believing. And the hard, the hard obstacles I've had to deal with in my life have made me who I am today. So I would not trade them for anything in the world. I would not trade all of the people who use me. I would not trade all of the hardships I've dealt with. I would not trade, I would not trade all of the unkind words that people have said about me because they made me into the person I am today and I love who I am. And, and so I had to deal with all that crap, but it made me stronger, it made me better. And it made me to where I can use my gifts and understand my gifts better. So, so I'm appreciative of that. It was wonderful having you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can't wait till we talk again and we'll have to stay in contact Definitely through, through Facebook. And um, I can't wait to share this message with others. So and introduce awesome. them. Great. Well, I will put all the information about your contact information in our show notes. And if you've been listening today, I hope that you, you know, that, that you got something out of this podcast and uh, love and light to you all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Coaching for Leaders podcast with Dave Shep. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you like the show, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you know someone searching for their life purpose, be sure to tell them about the show. Find Dave at facebook.com slash Dave Shep Consult and on Instagram at Dave Shep Consulting or visit the website at www.daveshepconsulting.com.